Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial, and welcome to another episode of Ad Mail. On today's podcast, three superb questions, uh, one involving uh, owning a 529 plan and a self-directed uh, structure, which quick answers you can't do, unfortunately. Second is I have a solo K plan, and if someone dies and leaves the plan to their husband, can they keep the solo 401k plan? And we'll say potentially, but um, it all depends if that spouse is involved in the business. And then thirdly, how to value a self-directed IRA, which generally is based off the fair market value of the assets, not what you paid for it, but what it's worth on 1231. So um, those are quick snapshots of uh, what I'm going to discuss on today's podcast. So if you got what you need, you could sign off. If you want to learn a little bit more, give me the next seven, eight minutes. I will give you everything you're going to need to know about these three questions. So the first question on today's podcast is from Terry T of Santa Ana, California. Terry wants to know, can I self-direct my 529 plan? So the quick answer is no. You can self-direct a Coverdale if you have income of uh, less than a set threshold, which uh, is approximately $180,000. Um, Coverdale, the most you can put away is... Uh, 2000 bucks a year. A Coverdale is basically a poor man's 529 plan, meaning the money will go towards paying um, tuition for elementary, secondary, or um, college, but you are limited to $2,000 a year. It can grow past the 2000 Sorry, the, the limit if you're married, followed jointly is, um, um, I think, 220 um, so just something to keep in mind. If you make 400 grand, you would not be able to do a Coverdale, which is a self-directed account, meaning you can do traditional investments, but you can also do alts like real estate or cryptos. Um, with a 529, it cannot be self-directed, meaning you're you're relegated to basically doing publicly traded um, you know, ETFs, things like that. Um, but you can't self-direct it, um, but you can put in essentially up to the state maximum number, which generally can go anywhere from like 350 to 500, depending on the state, 500,000. And um, you're essentially limited to that amount. The, the account can go past that, but that's basically the maximum contribution limit. You can do it in one year. You can do it over many years. People try to stay under the $17,000 gift tax uh, threshold. So generally standard 17K per kid. Um, but that's... Um, um, just something to keep in mind. But again, why I say it's the poor man's 529 is because the limit is just 2000 bucks a year. Uh, but you can self-direct it, which uh, makes it attractive to some people. So thank you, Terry, uh, for that question. Second question is from Lily R. of uh, Laredo, Texas. Lily wants to know, I have a solo forum. Can I plan with you? Smart. If I die, hope not, and I leave the plan to my husband, can he keep the solo 401k plan? So this is the question. When you, if you pass the beneficiary form, which you'll complete, hopefully you've completed uh, with your plan docs with us, um, 
will designate who the primary and secondary beneficiaries are. So if the primary is your husband, the only way your husband will be able to keep the solo K is if your husband actually is an owner of the business. Why? Because to have a solo 401k needs to be adopted by a business. So if your husband has no connection to your business, it won't be able to keep the solo K for that business. Now, maybe he has a separate business, then potentially if he has his own solo K, you can roll the funds tax-free from your solo plan to your husband's new solo. But let's say your husband's retired or he works full-time in another company, he can generally would set up an IRA and then he would roll the funds in the 401k or assets in kind tax-free to an IRA in his name. And based off his age, he would either be subject to requirement of distributions uh, or not. But essentially your 401k would go away and those funds, cash or assets would then travel tax-free to an IRA in his name. And essentially he would take over like it's his IRA. But if he was an owner of the business, um, then either if he had a, a plan account or didn't, he would be able to open a sub-account under that plan, or he can um, just roll those funds into his own sub-account under that plan and keep the solo plan alive, but he would need to be part uh, as an employee slash owner of the business to maintain the solo 401k. Uh, but I can tell you, Lily, the most important, the most probable scenario, most common is he just opens an IRA and he rolls the funds tax rate into an IRA or self-directed IRA. So um, that's kind of generally how it works in my experience. Third and final question of today's podcast, told you it's going to be you know, quick and painless, from YouTube. I need to provide a value for my self-directed IRA. The problem is that I invested in a private business and have not been given an updated value. What do I do? So... It's a common scenario. What I'd suggest in that case is generally ask the company you're invested in whether they have some um, updated valuation. Maybe they've raised money. Uh, maybe they have a valuation they're using going forward or they're trying to raise money. If they don't have one, what a lot of people will do is they will use the value they paid for that asset. Now, if there's been some significant material impact to the business, let's say uh, you bought it at 100K for your investment, you know, 12 years ago, and now, um, you know, the company has, you know, 5,000 employees, and you think your interest is worth 20 million or 10 million or 5 million, um, you can try to get someone to value it or at least estimate it. But if you think it's kind of close, nothing material has happened, you invested in, you know, it had two employees, now it has four employees. It, you know, did 300 in revenue, now it does like 500 in revenue. Things are going well, but nothing significant has changed. Um, you can essentially just leave that value. However, if you are um, over 73 and have to take a requirement on distribution, I would strongly suggest that you get someone to provide a value. You don't have to hire um, Ernst & Young or like a top accounting firm, but maybe an independent person to, to give some type of value or really plead with the company to provide a more uh, direct and, and updated value uh, and let them know that, you know, it's for uh, IRS purposes. Um, sometimes the company is just like, listen, we don't know what it's worth. We think it's worth something. And then you can say, okay, what do you think it's worth? Um, other folks um, kind of want to keep that value low, especially if they're in the required minimum distribution stage over the age of 73. So they'll kind of hope for a lower value, but if you're under 73 and you're not really worried about a tax impact, then you can reach out and say, hey, what do you think this is worth? Or do you have some type of SIM? 
um, deck that shows what your value in the business for fundraising purposes. Um, if they say, no, no, uh, we don't know, then you, know, you probably can just use what you paid for it since it's a private uh, business interest. It's not marked to market. It's not publicly traded. It's very hard to discern a readily marketable uh, valuation that business. So uh, you know, using the, what you pay for it is, I guess, uh, reasonable under those circumstances. But obviously, if you have you know stocks in your IRA or ETFs or cryptos or gold, where there is a readily uh, marketable uh, value, uh, trades daily, that's easy. Um, real estate's a little easier because you can go online or use a tax record of the real estate. Obviously, hedge fund, private equity, venture capital, or private business interests, a little bit more difficult. So depending on if you're over or under the RMD age, that should dictate you know how um, intent you need to go in terms of looking for an independent value. But thank you uh, for that question. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, uh, Terry. Three great questions. Hope everyone enjoyed today's uh, ad mail. Wish everyone a happy holiday season. Uh, hope try to keep it quick. I know everyone's got holiday shopping and parties to go to, and last thing you want to be listening to or dealing with was. A 30, 40 minute podcast on uh, random self-directed retirement questions. But I think these questions are good, important to understand, and also valuable to uh, uh, investigate what those the answers are to, to these really good questions. So that's what I did. Try to keep it short and sweet and hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day. And um, you know, thanks for hanging out today. Take care.